All right, and we're live. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Multiverse Show, Season 4, Episode 12. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got a lot, like a rock star show for you guys. Uh, a lot of things we got to cover. Uh, we're going to go through our introductions. First off, we have, from the Great White North, the Chief of Achievements, Mr. Nicholas Downey, a.k.a. Undead3XVI. Hey, glad to be here on a Monday, and I'm completely cognizant of what is around me. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We also have the Baron of Britain, the Caesar Cinema, Mr. James Wilson. Hello, everybody. I'm back from a week away. I'm still very tired, but I'm here and I'm very excited about our main feature tonight. All right. And we also have the White Wolf, Mr. Samuel Tolbert. Hey, it is good to be back here with my bros on this fine last day of November. Hope everyone has been doing well. Ate plenty of turkey. Let's get this show on the road. Oh, man. Talk about turkey. I got a bunch of, like, grilled smoked turkey in my refrigerator. Mm. Nice. nice. And it was super juicy. It's done real well. But anyway, we got a lot of things to talk about. But first off, we're going to ask the immortal question we ask every single week. What have you guys been playing? Uh, James, you get a chance to play anything right now as you're on lockdown again? Uh, nothing new, unfortunately. Uh, I'm still on my PS4. All I've been doing with lockdown has been continuing my run as constructors and drivers champion champion in Formula One 2020. Uh, I'm having a, I'm having a great time with the game. It's it's the game I play more than anything else this year. It, it, based on like the amount of fun I've had with it, it's my favorite game of the year. Um, it's not the best, but it's the one I, I cherish the most and have the best memories of. But I've got movie news, but we can come on to that in a bit. Yep, we're going to come back around to that. Uh, Nick, what did you get a chance to play? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Gears Tactics and a whole lot of Yakuza Like a Dragon. And when I say a whole lot, I mean I've spent 60 hours in a JRPG, and I've never done that before. And I'm more addicted to the side activities than anything else. I have a, like, $6 billion... Uh, side business of running a confectionery in yakuza right now and i'm really obsessed with making that do well for some reason <laughs> and it's really weird how the games made me care so much about the side activities and it really helped me avoid buying assassin's creed this year so that i didn't have to play a game where the side activities would drive me nuts <laughs> all right um let's see sam you want to play anything yeah, um, <clears throat> I've actually been playing a, just a ton of Demon Souls. That's mainly what I've been playing. I'm grinding that thing out. I'm running multiple characters, multiple builds, working on even more guides, and I'm trying to get the platinum. I'm only a few trophies away. I need like five more trophies, so <clears throat> I'm getting there. Uh, in my spare time in there, I am also playing a little more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I haven't spent a ton of time with it like I wanted, just a little bit here and there. So I'm still liking it. And then I also platinumed Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Very short game by comparison to the 2018 one, but excellent game. Really does a good job of bringing Miles into his own without, you know, like relying on Spider-Verse. Uh, it tells a very original story. This is not the direction the comics went in Ultimate Spider-Man. This is not the direction Spider-Verse went, but I'm really happy with it. I, I, I'm very excited to see where they go next up. Uh, so to speak. All right. Not bad. Um, for me, I've been kind of all over the place again. Um, play a little Tony Hawk. Just, it's, it's just a nice, relaxing game. Uh, Fallout 76, because some crazy stuff happened last week, and I'll briefly touch on that. Um, so they made a mistake when they were updating things, because they normally update on Tuesdays. Um, they accidentally updated uh, Fallout 76 to have the Steel Dawn update, which is supposed to come out actually tomorrow. They accidentally Basically. updated the Xbox version uh, to the new version, but you couldn't play anything. Um, so they made the decision that instead of making all the Xbox people um, uninstall the game, then reinstall an older version of the game to therefore just to redo the update tomorrow, instead they decided that what they were going to do is they were just going to allow everybody to have Steel Dawn a week early. And oh my gosh, it is so much fun. I'm having way too much fun playing it. Um, there's been some changes to the game I don't really care for, but it's gotten better um, the more I've been able to play it, and especially this, the, the, with the new update involved. It's a lot more interesting. The The, the Wasteland in Appalachia feels a lot more uh, contested than before. You don't feel alone really at all. 
Like there's always <laughs> something going on around you. So it's 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 interesting. But all right, so uh, as we uh, we actually have some real movie news, uh, James, what, what's the word on your weekly film corner? Uh, there's been a bunch of stuff happening because uh, I was uh, I wasn't here last week, so I couldn't talk on some stuff. Uh, major news is the Wonder Woman announcement. I'm sure some of you might be aware of this. Uh, so Wonder Woman has been confirmed to be coming out in UK cinemas, and I imagine this is also the same for Europe and other places on December sixteenth. Now, this may shock some of you who are listening in the US because you're thinking that sounds a bit early because in the US it's coming out on Christmas Day. The big news about this is that it's coming out on Christmas Day also on HBO Max. Uh, big coup for the HBO streaming service to have a huge film like this going over the Christmas period. It, you know, I imagine a lot of people will sign up either for um a free trial period i don't know how hbo max works because we don't have it in the uk um but whatever takes eyes away from netflix amazon and disney is good for hbo and warner brothers so i think it's a huge move on their part but uh if people can't go and see it and cinemas aren't open there's not a lot they can do because the film is coming out in you know two in just over two weeks so they're going to have to deal with that. Um, that's one big piece of news. The other one is the official recasting of Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts 3, 3 of 5, Jesus Christ. Um, unfortunately, due to my massive campaigning, I will not be returning as Manning Crowd in Fantastic Beasts 3, nor will I, nor will ah! I be returning as Grindelwald. That's um, the real reason we're going re- to protest this movie. That's the real reason yeah. all along. Yeah, um, so Johnny Depp is out due to all of the things that happened. We're not going to talk about that. But Mads Mikkelsen is in. I think this is great. He's great. We'll see what happens. He's definitely a different kind of sexy. I I hope they don't put him in that terrible Grindelwald makeup and make him look awful. But they will, and he's going to look bad. (sighs) But what's he going to do? then there's a tiny, tiny piece of news. I'm going to mention it just because I'm me and I love crazy horror films. Um, Alex Garland. Uh, Alex Garland, the director of Ex Machina and Annihilation and the showrunner of Devs, which was a brilliant TV show earlier this year. Also the writer of 28 Days Later, Sunshine and Dread, uh, the fantastic action movie about Joe Dredd. He is working on a new low-budget horror film. We know absolutely nothing about it. Uh, casting and financing on the project is currently underway. That's a quote from Garland to Empire Magazine. Um, I, I don't know if it's unrealistic or not. Always at this particular moment, a film always feels unrealistic, but then somehow it works out. Um, you know, as I said, nothing about the film. We don't truly know anything, but I'm always interested to see what Alex Garland is doing because he's a crazy person who never does the same thing twice. So he could do. I, I, did anybody here watch Devs? I have not, but I know which movie. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Devs is crazy. It's amazing, and it's it's one of those things that you'll tell people, "Oh, it's great. You should watch it." Then you'll watch an episode. You have absolutely no idea what's going on. It's more confusing than Lost, but in like a good way. Um, it's a great show that you should watch it. Um, that's my sort of picks of the major movie news. Um, Doctor Who fans, they finally announced that uh, John Barrowman is going to be coming back as Captain Jack Harkness. Uh, the Doctor Who special is going to be on New Year's Day, at least in the UK. I don't know about the rest of the world. Um, that's sort of all the big movie news, movie and TV news. Uh, that's all of all I got. Oh, and The Prom, the Ryan Murphy's adaptation of the Broadway award, Broadway nominated show is coming to Netflix in very, very soon. It's coming in a few days. Uh, that looks interesting, despite James Corden. Uh, and a personal recommendation, if you have the chance to watch it, uh, David Arquette, the writer and director, are most known for, I think, being in Scream, I think, at some point, and marrying Courtney Cox. Um, he... Uh, sort of featured in a documentary about professional wrestling because he has a big issue with professional wrestling, especially with WCW in the early 2000s. He was the star of their film Ready to Rumble, which basically bankrupted the entire company. He was the WCW champion at one point. And 
he never really got over the, the, the fans sort of hated him because he's a Hollywood dude who showed up and then got a, got a championship. And so over the past few years, he's been going to the independent scene and making like actual moves to become a good independent professional wrestler. And there's been a documentary crew following him. So if you get the chance, find David Arquette is not dead and watch it because it's one of the best documentaries of the year. So there we go. All right. Nice, nice little movie corner that didn't ramble. I'm still, look how professional I am. This is this is a banner day for me. The underwear. And speaking of banner day, I'll let you introduce our uh, first topic for the evening. Oh hell yeah! Um, so, so a couple of days, days ago, ago, we saw the first official pictures of Nintendo World in Universal Studios Japan. Uh, this looks awesome. I imagine you all have seen the photos. Do you want to talk about them for a bit? I I will say for one that Mario Kart ride looks dope. Like it, I I really thought they would cheap out or something like that and it would look really lame, but it it looks really cool. Like it looks like they they kept the same integrity of having the individual carts, but like yeah, it's still a roller coaster. But the, the fact that they kept it largely the same as just a two seater looks really cool to me. And I. Mm-hmm. At high level of build quality, I I will say like nothing looks cheap. Yeah, it's absolutely like the pictures look like a screenshot from a video game. They're like that, and that is the absolute best praise that you. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I got it. You, but I get it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay, and now the stuff is a bit more complicated. But if if. Sony were to ever make a theme park, you know that they would fill it with like player experience and they wouldn't try and do something normal. So there is a God of War roller coaster, but there's also God of War axe throwing. And that's just that's just a great, a great time, time for all. In, In the, the uncharted area of the park, you arrive early, you get a scavenger hunt that you have to go and find all a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's also a climbing wall, and there's a water pistol area for kids with waist-high walls. Um, there is Horizon Zero Dawn, The Proving. So you just, you ignore, uh, weirdly enough, you ignore the archery and bots, and you just do the running bit. <laughs> but it will be really fun. You can have, like, a weekly tournament where people can try three different obstacle courses, beginner, intermediate, expert, and the prizes get better depending on how difficult the course is. So they give away, like, a special edition version of the game signed by someone or something. Uh, cool. Then, for adults only, you have the Bloodborne Blood Bar. Because you've got to have alcohol somewhere. Uh, why not have it in a dedicated area? It's an 18 plus game. Have it, have it, have it in an 18 plus area. And the pièce de résistance, my favorite thing, is the Last of Us survival horror experience. Ooh. A series of escape room-like scenarios with actors as you try to hide and get and overcome and escape from fireflies, uh, wolves. And the infected. This only runs on weekends, a big event on outbreak days, so September 26th, and throughout the entirety of the week leading up to Halloween. Uh, this is an area, this is a part that can be expanded upon uh, in multiple different ways, but PlayStation Park, for me, is a banger. You put a lot of, uh, a lot of thought into it. I'm really, really enjoying it. I like it. Nice. I especially like the uh, the thought behind like theming each of the events after a different game. Like uh, that's good. That, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then you and then you but unfortunately the, the downside is have to at some point sit next to David Cage for half an hour while he tells you just about just random things. <laughs> There's not a god in this world anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, neat. So, uh, Nick, why don't you tell us about your park ride experience thing? Alright, so mine is not nearly as well as James. Um, but when someone said if they want to do a... Um, 
a park or anything else. I really like the survival horror experience that was really popping up before COVID. We had a couple of them in like Toronto and stuff that were doing really well. Um, I really, I don't know how you could technically pull it off, but I would love a survival horror experience in the vein of Prey. Because just, ah, just mimics. Just not trusting no <laughs> object around you would be such a brilliant, like I have no idea how you could technically do it, but I just, but for a more um, realistically grounded one, uh, actually no, it's not really realistically grounded either. I really should not have done this while I was stoned. Um, I was going to say, I need a Doom Eternal ride, and it needs to have like at least 50 liters of fake blood. Um, and yeah, the, I'm, I'm not, like I said, not nearly as in-depth as the other guys, but... Um, I, I I will say, though, I'm not a theme park guy, but um, if they give James the licensing for PlayStation Land, I'm, I'm there. All right. All right. I've only ever been to a theme park once. This, this, is, this is going much better than I thought it would. All right, I guess it's my turn. Um, and I, 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 how about we all say on three what we think Ivan's done? <laughs> Viewers at home, you can join in. No, just just say. We know what you're gonna say. <laughs> you know it's a Fallout world. See, I, yeah. I, I mean, I I could have done a publisher, but I felt like this license would fit better because I was also thinking more along the lines of like Nintendo world and everything we've seen has just been Mario related. So I was thinking just like one franchise to go with and like, maybe not the sub franchises that I was, I thought about a couple different ideas for it. Um, so I want, this would not be like a full theme park. This would be a section in an, a larger theme park could be a part of Bethesda land. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so I thought about like five core experiences, like what in Fallout, what are things people want to do? Like what are the, what's the core elements of Fallout? So, um, some of it is a lot of it's like aesthetic things and feeling around. So like, um, I thought about like having like a Red Rocket Cafe kind of thing where it's like, oh, it's a, you, it's a, it's a, it's a like blown out gas station but they have like you know they do like some counter service food like you can order nuka cola you can have like some pre-war food um you can have like iguana on a stick or some of the more outlandish stuff but it's more um fair food kind of stuff but that fallout vibe to it um i thought about like what what's other things you would want to do like you want to go inside a vault you want to see what's going on in there and like this could either be like a walkthrough ride or like a haunted mansion kind of like you know you ride through it kind of thing. Um, it could be like a, a an adventure like oh the overseers trapped in the in in the vault we got to go find them or some or like our dog meat stuck in the vault like we got to go find them and like you're going with like Cogsworth or something through there and like it's like some augmented reality aspect of it of like oh it's like oh we got to go find them and you're zipping through these sections. Um, I thought about that would be pretty fun. Um, I thought of like a like a sanctuary, like camp playground kind of thing, where it's more of like a you know for for smaller kids, they can kind of like build little things, like little little structures. It wouldn't be that difficult to figure out, but you you have some options there in terms of uh, building and having some fun. Um, in terms of like a major ride, I thought of like a Brotherhood of Steel Vertebrate. Uh themed kind of ride where it's like you get conscripted into the brotherhood of steel and you have to go like you go in these like your own personal little vertebrate and like think of like a buzz lightyear kind of ride like in disney world whereas like everything's like augmented reality and like there's some like you know stage stuff and you go through these areas and like you shoot like a, oh death claws are coming at you you'll shoot the death claw and you get points and you go on the board and you get you know, there's benefits to it uh something like that um, then I also wanted there to be like a more like a slightly more adult kind of section. Um, and this is the one I had the hardest one because I wasn't really sure what to go with. Um, I thought of like a Fallout 76's like Nuka Shine Speakeasy. That's kind of the vibe we want to shoot for more where it's, it's a more intimate experience. Um, but like, you know, it's still very heavily Fallout themed. It's more focused around having shows. Uh, I got that like, um, 
music events. Um, I don't know what else, but it's just little things like that. You know what I mean? Um, it could be like the Tops Casino or Fallout New Vegas or the Atomic Wrangler. It could be any one of those things. Just just something a little more focused and down to earth. So you get to try more like Fallout drinks, like you know the Dirty Wastelander or Nuka Shine. Um, have like a like a full sit down kind of meal. Like I said, it's not like a full fledged theme park with roller coasters and crazy stuff, but it is. I I felt like it's it's a full experience where you get the full gamut of the Fallout experience. That that's my theme park. Hell yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was. I mean, the thing is, uh, we joke about how we obviously knew what it was going to be, but the fact is, Fallout does lend itself to a theme park-type environment extremely well. The -the over-the-top aspects of the setting, the mimetic nature of it, the rich history the franchise has had, you know, even just the names of food, drinks, and different factions, like, come on. Yeah, it's great. Easily one of the strongest cases, even from everything we've offered. I would say. So yeah. Mm-hmm. My backup one was a Skyrim world kind of thing, like but that's that was a little more I think, I think you'll find that's just Norway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, I kinda like the one thing cool you could do with Skyrim is you could knock everyone out in the pirating lot and then they could wake up on the wagon ride in. Oh yeah. <laughs> or like better yet, like if you if you have like an actual like a shopkeeper or something like that, if you can manage to put a bucket on your head you get one free item. Oh my god! Oh no! Wait, one one better. Amazing. So the Skyrim one. So like you know when you like sign when you buy tickets in advance or like for like something like that, you you they they make you sign the the terms and conditions because they have to, and no one ever reads the terms and conditions. If you sneak in a clause saying we're gonna give you something, we're gonna not it it will knock you out. You're gonna be completely safe, and and you're gonna wake up like it is the beginning of Skyrim. Everyone's gonna do it, and they can't really do anything. So there you go. I mean, you wouldn't have to. You wouldn't have to knock them out. Like just whatever they go into the world, it's like, all right, get in the back of this carriage, go through a dark tunnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's all you gotta do. Like, just go, make the lights go out, and like your eyes are adjusting. Like, oh, yep. oh yeah, you're, you, you're you awake. Want, yeah, but you, yeah, but you want, you want that realism. You want to feel like you've just, you want to feel like you're a prisoner being taken to be killed. Say, say, say the, say the ride is for people uh, under four feet, but you can ride if you want, and just have like a bunch of like people knocking people out if they're over four foot. Boom, boom. Oh man. Oh, that's awesome. I think I think we've done really well. I think we should uh, make sure... We're, we're glad that this has got a record on YouTube that's time-dated, because if anyone... If any of these happen, we've got basically... We've got enough enough ammunition to go, to go after them. So, well, Sony, Bethesda, 343, call, uh, call us. We're ready to go. We just need some, like, weird, zany billionaire who throws money at any to make this happen. Oh, Elon. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking of the same guy. I'm like, if there was anyone that would ever fund my crazy idea, as, as long as I throw some Tesla branding on it, I think I could get away with it. <laughs> All right. So we got some other stuff we want to cover tonight. Um, so first off, other than that, um, let's talk about some uh, just random tiny weird stuff that happened. So over the weekend, people found out that if you put uh, the Xbox Series X in uh, emulator, mode, well, I don't know, you put it in, um, I was like a dev, like developer mode, uh, you can actually play PlayStation games. <laughs> um, so far, I've seen PlayStation One and Two. I haven't seen anything else other than that. But you can actually play PlayStation One and Two games, which is random, <laughs> uh, definitely say the least. <laughs> I was kind of wondering, I don't know, this is more of like a tiny little random tidbit. I thought that was interesting. It, it, it's, a small small thing. Thing. it's a small thing, but it's really cool in that, like, hey, the emulation tools on the developer side are so powerful. Like, that, that is really cool, to say the least. Now we just need to find a way to play PlayStation 3 games. <laughs> PlayStation can't even figure out how to play PlayStation 3 games. <laughs> I mean, I think people are making a much bigger deal out of this than they need to. Like, you know, 
Oh, oh no, you you had to spend money to get yourself a PlayStation game and now you can play it on Xbox. Ha 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 ha. Who's the real victor here? Well, just random. You, you, lo you lost because you lost money to spend money on the console and the, and the game. So who's laughing now? It's me. Ha ha. <laughs> I had some money on anything. <laughs> I became a, I became a journalist where they gave me everything for free. They don't give me anything for free. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't much to really talk about there. Just a random little tidbit I thought was funny. Um, all right. So, uh, real first real topic for the evening. Uh, Game Pass. Let's talk about this for a minute. So, last year, um. <laughs> I want to say it was December or November. I forget which one. Uh, there was an interview where Phil Spencer kind of like let it slip that Control was coming to Game Pass. Uh, please correct me if I about the time frame. I was pretty sure it was like November, December around this time last year. Uh, where they let it slip and basically Remedy basically said everything but uh, in terms of what they were going to be doing. Uh, and now it is a it hasn't been officially announced, but it's been heavily teased by the Game Pass account on Twitter that they are bringing Control over to Game Pass. Um, I have a question for the group before we uh, kick off some major discussion on this. Do you think it's going to be the Ultimate Edition or no? No, it will not. It, it, it absolutely won't. It, it absolutely won't. Like... And I don't think it has to do with Remedy. I think it's just 505 Games is going to say like, oh, heck no, we're not going to lose that kind of money because they are intent on destroying every last bit of goodwill they had that they had earned in 2019 over this whole thing. It's, so it's probably just the regular edition. I will publicly eat crow and praise them if it's the ultimate edition. I, the, you know what it's going to do? It's going to be the regular edition when you boot it up. If you boot it up a couple of times, it'll pop up and be like, hey, you could get the ultimate edition for $20. Spot on. Spot on, Nick. That's exactly what they're going to do. That's exactly it. Yep. Still, even, even with that said, even with the nonsense about the ultimate edition, we've gone over that in past shows, I'm pretty sure. The fact is, Control is a good game. So if this is what we think it is, if this is control, and we're pretty sure it is coming to Game Pass, like give it a war, go give it a shot because it's a really good game. All right. Um. So the other thing too, and, and I'm not none of these guys have anything to say about this. So this is strictly on me. You can crucify me later if you want. Um. I did put Please. this out on Twitter. Um. So they. These guys are unaffiliated. This does not affect their credibility in any such way. I just I want to tell you guys. Um, I did get a kind of a scoop over the weekend. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics Half -Life per se. Three is coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, Half Life Alex is basically Half Life Three, right? <laughs> but anyway, so this particular tidbit came to me yesterday um, from people who are in the discussion, I will say. Um, Square Enix and Microsoft are in talks about trying to get Marvel's Avengers onto Game Pass. Um, I am fairly certain, and I will go on the limb and say they are going to do it. Um, I don't see any reality where they would not do it. Let's go with that. Um, Namely, just because, guys, look at the player base. It's terrible. I, the game came out, what, two months ago now? Is it two months now? Yeah, and, early, early September. Yep. And what was the news article that came out a couple weeks ago? They said, like, less than 1,000 players or something? That's on PC. Granted, that's just on PC. That is just and, on and, PC. But nonetheless, it doesn't bode well, all the same. Word is, from some estimates I've heard, is that this is very, you know, gray, taking this with a heavy scoop of salt and all that. I've heard it's just over 2 million sold, which is good, but not for this. That's not, the issue. Is not like Avengers for this game, good. It, not Avengers good. Not with the budget that, that was poured into this game, not with how long it was in development, not with all that. It's, it's not good. It, it needs more. It needs way yeah. more. And um, not helping things is the fact that the next-gen versions have been delayed into 2021, and the game doesn't have cross-play. 
both of those things, in my opinion, are like, not good. Yeah. Not good. So taking that into consideration, there's a lot of problems with it. Um, Square is likely looking for cash. Now, at this point, in terms of specifics, this is my speculating based on what I've been told. I'm going to make that abundantly clear. I think Square is looking for cash um, to make up for this loss. Um, and also to re- re- the reboot the player base. And they're looking at Fallout 76 as an example of that, where the player base was not doing great. It was uh, Bethesda needed, needed players, and they put it on Game Pass. And that game has been revitalized. Like, it's hard. It's Sometimes it's hard getting into a world. Like, it, it is full. People are playing that game. So I'm, I'm going to say this is a... Sure, I I think it's a surefire thing. I would say hold off on buying this. I know it's on. I know right now it's on Cyber Monday deals right now for like thirty bucks. I'd say hold off on, on buying it, um, if you can. Uh, if you're if you're already on next gen, just do this thing as you have the patch till next year. There's no point. Just just wait till it's even cheaper and buy it then. Uh, if then or if not, just wait for Game Pass. I, I'm like I'm. I'm I'm like 99% certain this is going to happen. So I, I don't see a reality where this doesn't happen. It won't be this year. I can tell you that much. It prob- it won't be till 2021 um, at the soonest. If I had to guess, again, this is also speculation. Um, I don't know, what else is Square coming out with next year? Don't they have another Final Fantasy episode they're going to put out? Final Fantasy 16 and Outriders. Final Fantasy 16 is speculated to be 2021. We don't actually know. Oh, no, it's I, was just thinking, I was thinking remastered. I was thinking oh, Final Fantasy 7 remastered. Remake of Final Fantasy Yeah, no, that's not coming out next year. The next okay. part, uh uh-huh. That's 2022 at the earliest. Okay. Yeah, that's not coming out anytime soon. Um, so it would probably go for their lull period. I'd probably guess trying to sync up with the next Marvel movie, which who knows when that's going to be anymore. So, um, but I would I would guess that they would try to sync it up there. But uh, like I said, it's not it's not going to happen now. So if you absolutely can't wait, I mean, go ahead and do it. But I think you're going to regret it later. But um. That that's the last of my speculation. So remember, no one else on this show has any obligation or carries anything for what I say on this. Everyone who says anything is responsible for their own words. So uh, I'll I'll throw my hat in. If it does come to Game Pass, if it was to come to Game Pass, I think it would tie in either a major character uh, reveal or uh, a big patch or a big update because. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fallout 76 hit Game Pass either just before or just after the big update, right? I think it was after, I want to say. It was just after. It, yeah. was, it was within the same time frame, for sure. Yeah, it was basically like a week or two after they released their big update and made sure the update was working well and everything else, and then yeah. it hit Game Pass. So in a world, I could definitely see it. And like, let let's not sit here and like not take the piss back and forth on the fact that we clearly can tell that Square Enix will take money wherever they can get money from. So Square's the new them Capcom. Making a game, them making a Game Pass deal on a game that they did a PlayStation deal on is definitely not um, not something I would ever rule out. And I I could totally see them being like they did the PlayStation deal because they knew it wasn't going to be great initially and sony was willing to pay pretty much anything to get spider-man uh to continue the charade that spider-man is always an exclusive franchise to them and that they own everything about spider-man i could totally believe that um i don't think well i think the square is really just kind of looking for any, any sort of money just to recoup this loss and every time i think of square enix right now after the avengers i keep thinking of tiger king i'm never going to financially recover from this <laughs> <laughs> That's every time I think about it, and so also it works too because think about it—you got you have to have a larger player base to buy these ridiculous microtransactions. So, hey, so I got you off, James. What was that? Well, if we're talking about a rumor roundup, um, there's been a lot of speculation in the past couple days about actually Silent Hills being real—not the probably not the version that we had, but. 
there apparently has been a lot of speculation from places that Kojima and Konami have opened a conversation between each other. Now, none of this is confirmed by any one of the parties. But there's more confidence in the way that people are talking about it than they have in the past, which has always been hopeful. This is something feels different about it this time. It probably might be nothing, but dear God, I would love Silent Hills. And also, the p- rumors are the blue. The next thing Blue Points are working on is a remake of, of the original Metal Gear Solid, which I play because I've never actually played it. Well, I think I think part of the reason why the Silent Hills feel more real this time around is because Kojima's not working on a game and has openly talked about the fact that he wants to work on a horror game next. Previously, anytime any of these Silent Hill rumors and Kojima rolled out, he was working on Death Stranding or in the process of launching Death Stranding. So you could kind of look at them, roll your eyes and go, yeah, okay. Um, But now that we don't know what Kojima's working on, it's really interesting. Um, But I will say, like, I'm willing to bet, like, 99% that Silent Hills is coming back. I would say I'm 50% on the fact that I think Sony Japan's the one doing it. And I am at a whopping 2% do I think Kojima's involved in it in any way. And I think people really are overestimating Konami being involved in anything other than giving out the license at this point. Because I think Konami realizes they have a bunch of great IPs and they can make just as much money licensing them out to more talented studios and without having to put forth the effort. I think that's what we're going to see with some of their other IPs, such as Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid, and etc. If there's one person from that creative team, like the dream team from from Silent Hills, which was Kojima, um, Del Toro, and Judge Ito, I am... If please, if you are making Silent Hills, please keep John Ito. Like we need that guy doing that, doing the art design for, for those monsters. I just want the, I want the most disgusting and awful and just violent video game that I've ever played in my life. I'm a really nice person and I like nice things, but <laughs> god damn it, I love stuff that's just gross as well. See, I, I just kind of want, if someone gets the license to do Silent Hill, uh, they really need to hit up. Um, Sam, help me with this one. I, I'm probably getting her name wrong, but Nakamura of Tango oh, Games. Oh, Hikumi Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. Hikumi Nakamura, yep. Yeah, hit her up and give her a job. Didn't, they, didn't she get a job recently? Or uh, no, last, she kept teasing last, it. Last time I saw her, she was talking about how she was doing part-time games development and doing construction work on the side. So she's not in the industry like that right now. That's so weird. Industry. Like she literally went around and like did all this shop, like basically shopping around, and no one. That's such a well, weird I, thing. Well, also she was also pregnant at the time. Like she just had ah. her first kid. So. Yeah, okay. you gotta keep that in mind. She was she was going around visiting studios because she was about to have a kid. So she was like, oh, let's see the world. Which, you know, fair play. Um, now her concern is probably a little more immediate in terms of, hey, taking care of this kid. Yeah. So, But still, Silent Hills, her, I'm there. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Her creature design with the Evil Within games is excellent. So, I agree. Alright. Um, I don't know. For me personally, I just kind of like, I, I think, I don't think Kojima want anything to do with, uh, I think, well, basically anything that involves Konami, period, right now. I, I think it looks bad on his part if he goes back in any capacity. But I, I just don't see him coming back, like, for anything at all. Um, unless Konami were selling the franchise. <laughs> Yeah, they're, probably, they're making too much money from bloody pachinko machines. It's just sad to see what some of their some of their IPs are doing. But like, have, if you look for one second at how much money they're making in pachinko machines, I would do the exact same thing. I don't blame them. Yeah, and also like. I think this is the weirdest part for me is like, I understand why everyone's really excited for Silent Hill 
like you know resident evils had a big comeback and you know horror games feel really few and far between in terms of really good ones but like there hasn't been a good silent hill game in like oh well over a decade and a bit i i fevertly disagree shattered memories had some incredibly good moments in it it's the last one i remember was downpour and that one was bloody terrible Shattered Memories had it's the guy who made who worked on her story and telling lies. He worked on Shattered Memories and had this thing. It was on the Wii, and you would get phone calls, and you would have to take them, and it would be coming from the Wii mote, and you would hear these awful things. And it was it was immersion that a bunch of games never really tried. Like, uh, but. You know, if they did something like that, like there's so many things you could do, and especially with the new generation of consoles, like the last gen was the the big movements was like visual fidelity and processing power. Now, with the way that these the consoles are built, this is speaking for someone who's only watched videos and not actually played any of them. Annoyingly, it seems like the way that games are structured and like how how we can tell stories is just so different now. It's a, it's it's the wild west and. You know, if you look at it's the same in cinema, it's the same in in books, in theatre. There's something about horror and stuff that's so personable that you can really, like, break a medium. And with these new systems, I'm just desperate to see some horror game do something crazy. And Silent Hill is, like, the perfect franchise to just mess with its players. So I'm just desperate to see something happen. Yeah, the, the, like the only thing I sit at with Silent Hills is like I really wanted to come back because like how brilliantly Resident Evil's come back and how they managed to change things up and really make it like way more brilliant than it was in my opinion. Um, I'm really interested in that, but I feel like way too many people are expecting the PT demo all over again. And I really think that version of Silent Hills is gone and i don't think unless you got kojima making it again um if it's just sony japan i just don't know if that's the studio that can recreate that like that magic that everyone has with pt yeah that was lightning in a bottle we're never gonna get that again absolutely yeah all right uh so other little piece of news i want i know i definitely wanted to talk about today um, so we got our first like real big update from uh, from Microsoft, at least in terms of the Xbox. Um, so I, I'll just mainly touch up on the stuff I know I definitely remember and the ones I know that are like you know, actually tangibly important. Um, so the big one that I know for certain is very uh, good is uh, they have updated it so they have more dynamic backgrounds already. So yay! for that um like right now if you if you look at it it's it's the same traditional one you keep seeing right now with like the the moving lines and they just make they just keep going like a rainbow but only one like variations of the same color it's like that right now um there are other ones um they are not uh they're they're interesting so far i've seen like two more that i've liked i'm looking at it right now just a minute back up here um, so right now they got like the waves one, they got faded waves. You don't like the bright colors. They have like a violet, like a spotlight ultraviolet one. They have a midnight version of that where it kind of moves around like a, like a out of focus lava lamp. Um, uh, they got ribbons. So if you, if you like the blades UI, this is kind of an homage to that, I guess. Um, it just, it, it looks like the side thing i can't really show it to you which is annoying but they also have like a ripple one which is looks nice it just kind of ripples around whatever your most recent gameplay it is so it looks it looks interesting um but it's kind of that at least right now um they've also said that it has an auto hdr feature so like for some games um because at least the new series x um it will automatically add hdr for games um that did not have hdr before um, so a lot of like 360 games and such, but a lot of people were like, I can't tell whether or not this is actually using HDR or not. Now it has a little pop-up that says, Hey, yeah, we are using that auto HDR. <laughs> there you go. And you can actually even set it up here too. 
um, which is actually pretty cool. So, um, what else was there, Sam? I know there's some other stuff I missed, but those are the major ones that I I noticed were important. Uh, you know, it's kind of been the majority of it. There hasn't been a ton of news news going on recently. Uh, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all that sort of thing. Uh, the B. The PS5 had the biggest PlayStation launch in history. No numbers given, exactly. But we do know that the launch of the PS4 was 2.1 million consoles sold. So the PS5 has sold, you know, more than 2.1 million consoles as of launch, which is that's pretty neat. That's a neat little thing to notice. And only some of them have gone to people and ended up being boxes of something completely different. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the other thing, Jake. That was random. That is random, and people are making a big deal out of it. It's really nowhere near as, a, as a epidemic as people make out. It's just a crazy thing that's happened to a, a few people. Um, if there is any more news, if there is any more news, I'd just like to just draw everyone's attention to something. Um, because of all the movies that have been delayed, 2021 is currently there's stacked and then there's whatever the fuck this is so i'm just going to as quickly as i can read off the official lists of some of the movies coming out starting from february 12th is everyone okay with me doing this please go ahead please do Sure. February 12th, The King's Man, March 5th, Tom and Jerry, March 12th, Raya and the Last Dragon, March 19th, Morbius, March 26th, The Boss Baby, Family Business. Yes, there's a second one. April 2nd, No Time to Die, The Bond Film, and Peter Rabbit 2. April 9th, Bob Burgers, the movie. Didn't know that was happening. April 23rd, A Quiet Place Part 2. May 7th, Black Widow. May 21st, Godzilla vs. Kong and Spiral from the Book of Saw. One week later, we have in on May 29th, Fast and Furious 9 and the new Cruella DeVille movie. Is everyone okay? Everyone keeping alive? That's just May. Into June we go. June 4th, The Conjuring, The Devil, the Devil Made Me Do It. June 11th, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, there are Ghostbusters movie with Paul Rudd is still coming out. One week later, June 18th, we have Luca and In the Heights, the uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda musical. June 25th, Venom, Let There Be Carbage. June 2nd, Top Gun Maverick and Minions, The Rise of Gru, counter-programming if ever I've seen it. One week later, we have Shang-Chi and The Forever Purge. Some of the movie season is going to be fun, guys. One week later, we have Uncharted and Space Jam. What a weird day that is! <laughs> July 30th, we have, July 30th, we have Jungle Cruise, which is the Rock and, and Emily Blood movie. August 6th, we have The Suicide Squad and Hotel Transylvania 4. Okay, we're nearly done, guys. August 13th, Don't Breathe 2. Who knew that was coming out? Even I didn't know that was coming out. One week later, we have The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Kill me now. August 20th, Paw, Paw, Paw Patrol, the movie. Paw Patrol, the movie? Hell yeah, Paw Patrol the movie. This isn't even the first one. Oh god. Well, the first, well, okay, there was a Paw Patrol thing, but it was like fifty minutes long, so like uh, it, it counts as a movie technically. It so was it, long it, enough, James. It, if if it's more than forty-five minutes, it counts feature-length film. That's that's the rules apparently. However, uh, a week later, we get to recover from Paw Patrol the movie and watch Candyman. All right, that's gonna I be good. Would, I desperately want people to think Candyman is for children. <laughs> A candy man can. Okay. Now, currently, on my list that I have, no big major releases are happening in September. That will change because a bunch of these movies will just cave and move to September. Having said that, October is full of weird things, including October 1st, June, which uh, will start in October and finish in next January. October 8th, uh, Adam's Family 2, the animated one. The first one was surprisingly good. October 15th, we have The Last Duel, which is the next Ridley Scott movie, uh, supposedly starring um, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, the first time those two have been have written a film together since Good Will Hunting. So there we go. Um, November, oh, it also has Halloween Kills that day, which I'm very, very excited about. Uh, November 5th, we have Eternals, finally coming out. Probably. Um, a couple weeks after that, November 17th, Mission Impossible 7. 
big big release i'm actually more excited about that than i am eternals i just want to see what tom what tom cruise is going to do on that on that train did anyone see the video of him on that train just sitting down on a train as he's moving full speed what a weird man uh november december 10th west side story nothing problematic with that happening uh for those of you who don't know uh ansel elgort uh, has been uh, embroiled in a, me in a Me Too scandal. So that's now the West End, that's now the Broadway revival of West Side Story. Its lead is embroiled in Me Too, and the film adaptation embroiled in the Me Too scandal. Man, this show's cursed. December 17th, we have an untitled Spider Man sequel. This is untitled because we don't know if it's either a Marvel film or it's Spider Verse. It's something, but we don't know which one. And December 22nd, the weirdest day of the year. We have Sing 2, which I'm surprised it even got a sequel because the first one didn't actually make that much money, but I guess they're cheap to make and Illumination seem to have endless money. But it's counter-programmed with The Matrix 4. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's it. That, isn't, that doesn't even scratch the surface of just how many films that are coming out last year. But there we go. I can't believe Sing yeah. 2 is going to be better than The Matrix. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you know I'm not wrong. Well, there you go. All right. Well, that's wild. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, wow, it's 9 o'clock. Holy crap. Um, so, we are uh, going to wrap up here. So, uh, let's do our outros real quick. Uh, Nick, where can the people find you, sir? Nick. Oh, sorry. Uh, where, where can the good people find you, sir? Well, people can find me on the Gaming Perspective podcast Standard Time on Saturday. You can also find all my written work at lordsofgaming.net. I have a series controller review dropping tomorrow and a little social piece that I'm dropping on Wednesday, which is a first for me. So I'm excited for that. So good to be back and looking forward to being back on the show next Monday as well. All right. And James, where can good people find you? Uh, people can find me on the tweets at James underscore S. Wilson. Come talk to me about uh, your ideas for PlayStation Park, uh, the crazy film schedule that's happening, and just professional wrestling in general. Uh, any thoughts on what Roman is going to do uh, when he supposedly faces Kevin Owens next month? Nope. No idea. So let him know on Twitter. And Sam. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Samuel Talbert. That's T-O-L-B-E-R-T. Uh, come talk to me there and check out everything I'm writing over on Windows Central. All right. And I'm Anchorman V2. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere else at the same handle there. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to the Multiverse Show. Greatest show on Mondays. And we are out of here. <laughs>